Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and a beautiful Saturday, cool Saturday morning it is, less muggy and humid than we've been having. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and uh, Mitch, uh, you're producing today. Would you open up the side door for Danny? He, he, there's Danny. Would oh, you he's op- here. Yeah, would you yeah. open up the side door for him? <laughs> I'll grab but, it. Yeah. yeah, okay, thank you. And uh, anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. Uh, we are Danny Bush to my left and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. And today we have a special guest. We have Ron Johnson, professional bass fisherman. Come, used to be a Wisconsinite. Now he's coming out to us from Arizona and but he's traveling all over the country, so this is just one of your stops, right, Ron? Yeah, you guys <laughs> yeah. are kind enough to invite me oh, in every year. I always love coming yeah. in and seeing yeah. you guys. It's a great way to open well, up a Saturday. Well, morning. we love having you come in I didn't every week. Him. Did you invite <laughs> him? <laughs> he just showed up, eh? So. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to give us a nice call hat. or if you want to ask uh, Ron a question or two, just give us a call at 414 799 1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And we got a couple of quick emails here, Danny. Oh, good. Uh, good morning, by the way, Danny. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, we got our friend Keith, the electrician. He was over on, He's. I know what lake he was on, but he's not saying. Uh, he's got a picture of a nice 22-inch largemouth that he caught. He says, yeah, there's still a few here. A nice five-pounder plus. And then we got uh, Tex in the big rig. He's got a couple of questions. Number one, he asks us, are you guys trying to get the, the wild man Nugent while he's in town on August 5th? Yes, we are, but, uh, you know, the man's awful busy. Hopefully we can get him in a radio interview. Also, he says, also, have you heard any fishing reports? Reports? Yes. Well, that's about it. I'm just going to answer yes, Tex. <laughs> He doesn't I'm want not going to tell you any. I'm just he doesn't say want yes. a yes. He wants to know well, what the fishing well, report he is. He asked me if there was going to be any, and the answer is yes, there will be. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Better than the springtime bridge re- reports? Yeah. Damn right. Okay, right. that's good. Damn right, yeah. Glad you got some so, so, Ron, what's on the agenda? Where are you coming from and where are you going to? Man, I've uh, 
I've been quite a quite a few places in the last thirty days. I was down mm-hmm. in the bayous of Louisiana and Texas when I left Arizona. Went up to upstate New York. Had a, a, a great time up there fishing for smallmouth. Then made my way uh, around over here to Wisconsin in the UP. Got to do some more fishing, and I uh, was kind enough to, um, or I said, lucky enough to get on out and do a little walleye fishing with old Brett Jolly, the guy up guide up there in Green mm-hmm. Bay and in Gillespie this week, which will air uh, I think tomorrow. Well, actually, yeah. today's Saturday, right? Well, today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow, yeah. we, we did some great walleye fishing up there. Uh, seems like the bay is healthy and producing walleye just about mm-hmm. any way you want to catch them, whether you're mm-hmm. trolling or, um, you know, jigging or however you want to catch them. Sure. So, and it looks like me and uh, this guy over here to your left are going to go and tackle some smallmouth up off of Sturgeon mm-hmm. Bay later today. So I am super excited. I don't think him and I, you and, you and I haven't been in a boat together in quite a few years, have we, Dan? Well, last time we... Spent the night in Silver Lake and slept overnight in a little aluminum 12-foot boat. Long froze time. our tails off. And maybe that's the last time. I don't know. Well, let's not try to that's do that like tonight. like the worst time. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you heard, Ron, about, I'm sure you had the spy baits or spin baits. And uh, Ron Heidenreich, you know Ron, our advertising manager, he was using those up in the Bay of Green Bay for smallies eh, like about three weeks ago. And he said they were just killing them. Yeah, it's a really unique just bait. There's uh, there's a few companies obviously make them, Jackal, Duo, mm-hmm. Storm. Um, Lucky Craft Storm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of different versions of that bait. But when all else isn't working, it's amazing. You know, you kind of can use it like a rip bait. But, you know, when you stop uh, bringing that in, you know, it, it just has a nice subtle fall with those props mm-hmm. on it. And for some reason, it triggers strikes. You know, you yeah. can also just burn it under the surface. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's definitely one of those baits that I think everybody needs to pick on up and give it a shot. Well, when you look at it, it looks like a topwater bait, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't float. <laughs> it doesn't float. It doesn't no. float, no. It suspends really nice. Yeah. And uh, there's been some times, especially when you find some schooling fish, when that can really excel. Mm-hmm. I've actually had that excel over some soft paddle tail swim baits. Yeah. You think, you know, uh, the way they make those now, those paddle tails, you think it's all you need. And it's mm-hmm. amazing, though. Uh, sometimes you got to mix it up. Yes, you do. What kind What kind does Ron stock in the shop? Oh, he don't, we don't stock any. Oh, uh, what kind did he? But, but what, which he, ones does he like? Yeah, we bought the, the Arashi by Storm. Arashi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really come uh, ways with their baits in the last, yeah. you know. Yeah, those were only years. eight bucks. Yeah, the, the other ones were like fifteen, you know, and it's and like, upwards. Right? Yeah, and it's like, uh, are the fifteen dollar ones better than the eight dollar ones, Ron? I don't. Think so. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. You know, some of these baits nowadays, the way they're making these out in Japan and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, you know, you'll spend twenty, thirty dollars or more on some of these baits. Um, you know, I've had success with both. With, okay, with both. With both. Okay. I'm putting a leader on it though, a light wire leader. I don't want him to. I don't want a muskie or a pike taking it. Well, yeah, Mister Save a Buck over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, he's ah, going to well, get you, the eight dollar ones and wait till they're on sale for ten no. percent off clearance. No, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, how many times have you had pike or muskie steal? You know, like crankbaits from you and whatnot. You know, other baits. You know. Well, you have it happen all the time. Yeah, but it's, that's... up here, down down by you in Arizona, and lo- some of the places you fish down south, that really doesn't happen, does it? No, we don't have that issue. But you know, it's it's part of the casualties of war, I guess. When you go fishing, you know, you can't necessarily throw a, a steel leader out on uh, your favorite jerk bait or a crankbait. It's it's just going to impede the natural action of that bait of performance. Yeah, crankbaits. You're not going to catch hardly anything. Yeah, yeah crankbaits. I don't. Yeah. I said, actually, a number of years ago, I was actually using a light wire leader on my swim jigs years ago because I was getting bit off so often, and I never caught so many damn uh, muskie. No big ones, but never caught so many muskie. Yeah. Swim jig, huh? Yeah, because they were grabbing it, you know. I that, just, hap- 
You know, go ahead. That happened to me last last year when I was out on uh, Old Danny's Lake there in Pewaukee. You know, I was yeah. uh, I was using swim jigs around the docks and mm-hmm. catching some really good largemouth. And you know, every so often I'd lose one to a pike. Yeah, you, know, you just yeah. set that hook it's, and there goes your line. Yeah. Like Ron says, it's a casualty of war out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. It is. It is. So uh, where you going? So you're going to be going uh, up to the Big Bay with Danny. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get two days in. Two days, yeah. and you know what's crazy? Growing up here, my you know I had moved uh, out to Phoenix now in 1997. The bay was not what it was right, back then, like right. it is today. So you know, Dan, uh, I want to, I want to. Dan's going to guide me today out on Green Bay. That's and, right. Uh, I got all see, the hot spots. <laughs> We're going out to Steve Milliot's secret reef. Oh, Larson's. <laughs> no, Larson's. What do you mean, Larson? That's not oh, secret. That's not the secret. Everybody knows the Larson's. That, I not... lived, they were my neighbors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Larson's were my neighbors. <laughs> Larson's Reef. I think there's a motel in the middle of it, Tom. Probably. And a casino. Yeah, a motel of boats. There's a motel yep. and casino out yeah. there. I, so yeah. I'm, I get I get the musky guy here taking mm. me out. Well, it, you know, Dan, Dan's a good fisherman. Yeah. No, I'm just going to show him the anywhere, spots, but... and then I'll watch Ron. <laughs> Ron, oh, got another one. Oh, got another one. Oh, got another one. Hey, can you take a picture of this I, one I knew here? that was coming. I was just waiting. Well, yeah. I was sitting there waiting oh, yeah, for yeah, that yeah. one. Waiting to take a picture all the time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, go. I want to catch a fish myself. I'm not going to stop casting to take a picture right now. Now you sound like my brother Dan, <laughs> <laughs> who's probably listening. He's like, every time you guys are on that show, you start ripping on me. Speaking of your brother Usually Dan, you I did rip blood. on him a couple of weeks ago. Tom here called you Dan. And, oh, he's, yeah. and he says, he did well, I get those time. two confused. I said, Ron's the thin one. Oh, <laughs> Dan boy. looks like he's already stuffed. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't do it to Dan. We might be good. Dan. Uh, Dan, if you're listening, 414-799-1250 is the phone number. Just give us a call and give your retort. Uh, he's, he's sleeping right now. Yeah, he's, he is. He's, he's, yeah. He says, I'm not listening to you jerks. I can talk to you anytime. Yeah, you guys can rip on me in person you all can, day uh, long. Yeah, I don't, I, can take, I don't need to listen to this over the air. I'll take the insults in person. Yeah. <laughs> people know what we're talking about here, don't they? Oh, yeah, I okay. think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, let's, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. If Well, if they got a question, they can always call us or email us at uh, ceoguysatyahoo.com. 799-1250. Yeah, you got way. a question about bass. I got yeah. two bass experts with me, one on the right. One on the left. How about our producer back there? Are you a bass expert? Not quite. No, no, not quite. He's, uh, he's working at it. I'm, I'm not a big fisher. But no, not a big. No. Uh, I've gone. I've gone duck hunting in the last. Hey, we got to talk yeah. some duck hunting yeah. then yeah. today. You went, went duck fall. hunting. Yeah, great. Did you get a duck? No. Did, <laughs> did you shoot at a duck? We we were in a field up in. I'm from North Central Wisconsin. We were up in a field. Oh, beautiful and, area. Up yeah. There. Were you outstanding? In the field? Uh. <laughs> we, uh, no, we had a little blind, and uh, of course, about a thousand geese one, landed in the uh, <laughs> landed in the field next to us, yeah. but not not in the field in front of us. So we tried to do a little, I don't know, drive or whatever, yeah, where yeah. you kind of sneak <laughs> up on. You want to sneak up? See, on did them? you say ducks or geese? Well, you're cu- shooting either, anything either that or. flew, yeah, huh? Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Pigeons. Pigeons. I think it, yeah, it actually was. We were goose hunting. Yes. Um, sorry, um, but. Those yeah. white ones are seagulls. Yeah, no, no. There aren't any, any of those up there. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, right in the field next to us, and uh, we did a little drive, and they flew the other way. So that was it. Well, actually, I did that same exact type of hunting last year with Scott Olson. Uh, over near Edgerton, there's a farm field, and uh, he invited me with his buddies. And uh, it was really rough hunting. You go down through the cow pasture, set up lawn chairs, 
right on the edge of the woods. <laughs> and we're sitting in there just talking, put the decoys out. Then someone would all of a sudden go, wait, wait. I got pretty good hearing. It was normally me. I'd you hear the faint or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't make a good, I make a better crow than I do a goose song. And then they come flying on in. Everybody's quiet. They land. I'll never forget the one guy. All I hear is one guy go, what do you think? Another voice goes, take them. Next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> when the smoke cleared, geese were flopping everywhere. It was great. Yeah, you you, caught, you guys shot quite and a few. And Bucky's Fine Meats in McGuanagall. Take your geese. Okay, you can have your goose and eat it too. A lot of people say, my brother said this. He said, I never met a duck or goose I like to eat. He likes blasting them. He's been doing it for years. But we breasted them out, mm-hmm. took them to Bucky's, and got the jalapeno and cheddar hot sticks. Mm-hmm. But I think this year I'm going to get, uh, he's got some other really good ones there too. So I'm looking forward to Oh, the to- bacon and cheddar. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm going to get to Bucky's and get some yeah. of those. But you can have those sticks made out of anything. So if you do get lucky and get some geese, you might want to think about that. Anything. Pick up anything yeah. off the road. Yeah. <laughs> anything. So, so Mitch, you ready to do a commercial? I am. You got that figured out? Yep. Well, you've been here. How many years you been at uh, here at, at the, the station? station? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's been going on four, I think. Oh, so you've been here quite a while. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, our special guest in the studio today is Ron Johnson, not the senator, but the pro bass fisherman. You got any questions or comments for Ron? Uh, just give us a call at 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, sometimes I grow so tired. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're coming to you live and certainly unrehearsed from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studio. I got bass expert Ron Johnson on my left eating his morning oatmeal and yeah. Tom yeah. having a smoke on the right. And we're ready for your questions here. 799-1250. Wait, we had a question. We did have a question. And the answer to the gentleman's question, he said, well, what kind of those, those new lures were we talking about before? They, uh, the ones that I was talking about were Arashis by Storm. There are some pe- some places call them spy baits, some call them spin baits, you know. But uh, the ones that I have are Arashi by Storm. So and they look like a they look like a little minnow. They look like a little cigar with two props on either side. Not right? even a cigar. Small, three and a quarter inch, maybe I don't know, quarter inch in diameter. They're they're real small. I I was looking at them. Um, they're small. Dick Smiths has some for. Oh, thirteen ninety nine. Some I, I can't remember the name brand. Looks like a Japanese name. That's the first place I've actually seen them. Oh, is that right? Sale. Yeah. Yeah, they're commonly just known as a spy bait, but yeah. it is. It looks uh, just like a like a a stick bait, jerk bait with two props, front yeah. and rear. Yeah. Well, you got I mean, some of those spy baits in your big box, Ron? You for... bet I do. Okay, because I got none. <laughs> you probably, Ron. You probably have just about everything that's out there, just in case, like a good Boy Scout, right? You know, you're ready for anything. Yeah, I have. It seems like, you know, when you get in this business, you buy way more than you ever are going to use. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, when I usually get hit the road for four or five months, 
You know, I try to stock up on what I think I'm going to use, mm-hmm. but it never fails. You show up to a lake on the other side of the country, and of course, they're hitting the one bait you didn't bring enough one. of, or the one thing you don't have, and then you end up going and dropping, you know, four or five hundred dollars in local tackles. Yeah, I was going to say. Then when you're someplace, some other country, you're asking guys, "Hey, where's the local, uh, you know, fishing sh- fishing store or whatever?" And you go in there and start looking for let stuff. Me, eh? Let me ask yeah. you, <clears throat> how do you when you're in those tournaments? <clears throat> You said, okay, the one bait that you don't have enough of. How do you find out that that's the one bait that you need? Do the bass guys share information, or do you have, like, you know, 200 power spotting telescopes in your boat spying on the other guys? <laughs> no, you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of the stuff you end up you end up finding out about is through uh, through practice. And once you start, I always pop into the local tackle stores because the locals always seem to know what's going on. And you always mm-hmm. will find out... Um, you know, through talking with other anglers, if you're if you can f- kind of find out what that secret bait is. But the thing about it is, is uh, when you start getting in some of these bigger circuits, yeah, these guys work in little cliques. They work in groups. You know, they might stay at the same houses, travel together. They'll share information, not necessarily spots. So, um, you know, I have a couple guys. We usually, you know, rent houses, stay together. You know, we go out fish, and um, you know, uh, a lot of times we will share information such as, hey, you know, they're shallow or they're related to deep points or they're related mm-hmm. to weed edges or, you know, key, you know, we'll help each other out, not necessarily the exact uh, locations. We don't no, do that. A lot of times I bet you you want to know depth. Is, would, that, would that be important to you? Depth is to key. To know the depth because then if you know the depth that they're working, then you know are they in shallow or in the, you know, flats or are they on yeah. deep edges? I'll say shallow and then, plastics. Yeah, and then uh, you can you can figure it out then what lure to use put in those areas. Absolutely. Yeah, you can yeah. figure did, it out. Yeah. Did you share information, Tom, back when you were in the tournament? Oh, sure. I didn't care. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you, you know Eric Hadia, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Eric, Eric will still bring up this story. One time there was a tournament. He, he was just getting into tournaments. This was many years ago. It was on uh, Wolf River, I think. And he said, Tom, he says, I've... I've never been up here, you know, and I didn't really know the guy. We just knew him, saw him around a little bit, you know, and he said, I've never been up here. I said, well, I was only up here yesterday. I don't know much about it either. And he says, boy, he says, I, I don't know where to go. I haven't had a chance to get out. And I said, well, just go down this way. When it makes a turn to the right, you see a big bridge in front of you, go to your left. There's some backwaters. I says, uh, we caught a few bass back there. And and the guy after the tournament, you know, he did catch some fish. Neither one of us placed, and you know, for any money. But he said, you know, he says, I don't believe it. He says, you're willing to tell another competitor where to, where you were catching some fish. And he says, I, he says, I can't believe that. Nobody else would do that. And I said, well, that's because I'm not worried about it. If I'm good enough that day, I'll catch my fair share, you know. And you still got to be good enough. You got to figure you gotta, out how to catch them. You got to know what to use and how to use it. I might say, yeah, this area, but where in that area or Absolutely, what yep. to use, you know. So I never, I never minded about that except – Except years ago, okay. I was I man, I was just crushing on all the local tournaments with the Kelly worm. Nobody knew about them back then. Nobody knew about the pre three rig, you know, three hook pre rig like plastic the, worm. They call it the worm. Yeah, now, right. right. But the Kelly worm was the original. Uh, okay, that was started in like 1962 or something like that, and uh, nobody knew about them. So I went out and I, uh, you know, my wife and I, we didn't have a lot of money back then, and. I, I call it the Kelly Worm Company. I said, how much would it cost, you know, to get a deal on these? And they said, well, you got to be a distributor and you got to buy $600 worth. I was like, holy crap. 
crap, that's a lot of money, you know, at that time. Back then. Yeah, back then it was a lot of money. That was like in the late 70s. That's a, you lot, know? Of, a lot of money nowadays. Just yeah, one well, yeah. <laughs> well, I bought uh, $600 worth. They were like 50 cents a piece, right? <laughs> so my wife my wife says, what's this box? What's in this? And jelly I, worms? <laughs> I, yeah, and... Uh, but see, but ah, the old Newbauer brain was working. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the Newbauer had a money making scheme yeah, on this one. You got it. That's right. Because I started selling them to the guys at the tournaments for like two bucks a piece, you know? And True. so, yeah, because I was winning a lot of tournaments, you know, with these worms, yeah. you know? And I said, well, this is what I'm using, guys. Better stock up now. And they stocked up. Well, did you sell them out of the back of your station yeah, wagon? Yep. As a matter of fact, I did have a station wagon. Did you drive down the road like no, no, with the ding-a-ling like no, the ice no, cream no, no, guy? No, 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 just at the tournaments. dealing yeah. Kelly just, Worms just, at the corner? Just at the tournaments. And, yeah. I, and I even sold some at some stores and all that, Did you that end up too. slitting your own throat after a while? Now that all the bass have seen the <laughs> Kelly Worm by 50 anglers throwing the Kelly Worm. And... But, but you know what? Yeah. By, by, <laughs> by, then, by then, it was something else. Yeah. You know, I mean, so after a few years, it's something else. But you know what? You know, I stopped. Did you report that income to the IRS back then? <laughs> oh, oh yes, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. After we, you know, my sons and I, we kind of got away from the Kelly worms. You know, when other plastics were coming into vogue, and especially with the uh, wacky rigging and all that, we kind of got away from the Kelly worms. And my one son said, he said, Dad, we always caught fish on the Kelly worms. How come we don't use them anymore? And I said, you know, that's a darn good question. So yeah. we started using them again, and catching fish on them still yeah you so, know that's one yeah. one thing i see out there too is uh you know there's there's always the new latest greatest bait and everybody's yeah. got to rush out mm -hmm. including myself you know if i, sure, I gotta try it i gotta see yeah. what it is yeah and when you throw that that's something new that the fish haven't seen in a while it, it tends to work for a little while you guys remember when those alabama rigs came out oh yeah, yeah, rigs, yeah, yeah everybody was throwing them and catching fish and believe it or not even those kind of got you know they still catch fish but uh, you don't see the guys fish get them. used to throwing it the yeah. fish get used to seeing them mm -hmm. and uh, you know nowadays some of the some of the sanctioned tournaments don't even allow you to use those right. baits, but it, it, the sport is crazy, you know. And the, you know, you can always resort back to a good old Texas-styled worm and a crankbait and um, and a jig, and those old school baits that worked mm -hmm. 30, 40 years ago still work today. And That's there right. are some guys who really made things more simplified, and and they just stick with that stuff, and they still kill it out there. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the stuff we buy today is. Uh, uh, I think stuff we look at and think, oh, this looks good. I got to have one. And, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. actually probably 90% of what I own. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I always end up resorting to the old stuff. Remember the time Scott Olson got all those buzz baits out of the catalog years ago? What do you order? We buzz baits? We got a buddy of ours. And that's when I and Ron and Scott, we'd started fish. That's how I met Ron through Scott, buddy of mine I worked with at Bally. And anyway, Scott got into the fishing and he's more into the hunting. But I got him into the fishing. Uh, he sat at work one day and got a Bass Pro catalog, and he started circling baits he wanted. I think he bought like $400 worth of buzz baits. He had a tackle <laughs> box full of these buzz baits. I, I don't think he ever used them, but he went crazy on them. But yeah, it looks good to the looks good to the fishermen. Got to have it. Got to oh, have it. Gosh. And they can't just get one. You got to get one of every color. It, that's what it seems like until later on, then you realize... Yeah, I really don't need every color out there. I'm at you know? that point. You yeah, know, you don't uh, need them all. Yeah, for sure. You know, I w earlier you were talking about giving those Kelly worms to everybody out there and asking, you know, when you go to different places, how do you know what to use? And uh, it, it is really crazy because you said you can tell a guy to go around a point or go out here and fish, uh, but he still has to has to catch them. 
And nowadays when we go to, you know, I might travel to a place I've never been. It could be 80,000, 100,000 acres. And you're going, man, that's a pretty big body of water to dissect Mm -hmm. in a few days. But nowadays with the internet, you can go on and watch past years of tournaments, what guys are using. You can check local fishing reports. You can get into town and talk to the local tackle shops. They're going to tell you more than likely kind of what's working. And and when you go into those local tackle shops, you can't let them know that you're a pro bass guy like you. You got to act like you're some dumb schmo on well, vacation. Well, I was going like to catch, a, like <laughs> just wants to catch a couple of you, fish. What do you uh, recommend? You know, Steve Milliot used to call it the Dan Bush soft shoe. Yeah, how I could get yeah. information from everybody. So yeah. I'm always, you know, Mister Flannel Shirt, come in, yeah. not try and look too fancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they'll hey, all of a sudden that, I'm start still trying talking. to figure out. I, I'm sitting here looking over at Dan here. I can't figure out if he's going fishing, going to the beach, or to a hey, disco. Hey, I mean, man. you are you are a collage today. Hey man, I. <laughs> got up in a rush this morning. Now, I was musky fishing yesterday. I think we got to go to break. I can maybe give a musky fishing report when we come back. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, because you, uh, you were fishing all oh, day yesterday. All day. So that's why I just, you know, threw, threw stuff together. In the, dark. And, and in the dark. I had to put stuff away from last night and throw stuff together to go drive up to go fishing with you. Your socks and, uh, match at least? You know what? They're, they do. You know what I'm bringing back, guys? You know, remember when they used to wear white socks and you'd pull them up on onto your calf, and no. now everybody wants you to scrunch them down. I'm yeah. bringing back the pulled up white socks onto with the, the stripe with the with, with the, the stripe. stripe. I'm bringing that back. <laughs> I don't care. My calves feel better with the socks pulled all the why way up. Why stop there? Why not just okay? get leg warmers? What? Right. Well, why? Why even wear socks at all? You know, if you're not going to have them up. Oh, it feels so good on the lower ankle and calf. Instead of Led Zeppelin intro, you could have "Let's Get Physical" by Olivia Newton-John. That, that that'd be good too. <laughs> oh God. Okay, this is going downhill fast. Uh, let's go to a break. All right, Mitch. We're going to be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter what Supplies kind of Cutting Edge wear, Outdoors with our uh, special guest Ron Johnson from Arizona, pro bass fisherman. So, uh, 799-1250 is the phone number. Got any questions? We are. Here at 1250 AM and 1057 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V-Mart Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, I notice a lot of people are starting, you know, they're uh, uh, smoking fish from Lake Michigan. They're smoking other stuff. And a lot of people don't realize you really got to smoke that, that, I mean, you got to brine the fish or let's say it's a chicken or turkey or whatever. You got to brine that stuff. And a brine is really simple. All you need is like a cup of canning salt per gallon of water. I usually put in like a half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of pancake syrup, uh, a little bit of ground cloves, a uh, quarter up an onion, maybe a, a lemon, and then I let it brine for at least four hours, but it's best if it's overnight in a cool place. You know, till you put the brine, you put your fish in the brine or whatever, and then smoke them the next day. Yeah, I'll tell you what, folks, if you don't brine the stuff, it's going to taste nasty, so you got to do it. The Gut Report is brought to you by V-Mar Cheesy Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V-Mar Cheesy Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarcheesy.com. And you know where uh, Mr. Sal Marchese is right now as we speak? He's in uh, Alaska fishing for halibut and salmon right now as we speak. He just went up there for the halibut. Just for the halibut. And it's also brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. 
I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! It's just, it's just for you two guys. No, that's just for Dan. Oh, he's doing push ups. Olivia Newton John was pretty hot back in the day. Get those legs up higher, Dan. <laughs> All right, that, that's good, Mitch. That's good. <laughs> that's a good I'm not one. Quite as flexible as she was. Oh, goodness me. Uh, Danny, you were going to tell us about your musky fishing the other day? Yes, I've had some fine clients out with me, of course, uh, this week. Uh, Dr. Sandy Flaster mm-hmm. came out, and once again, Sandy caught a fish. Um, he normally catches muskies when he comes on up. I had some other really good uh, really good uh, clients out. I appreciated them being out in the boat. Uh, I had uh, Ryan, who's a game warden in Poinette, come down with his son, Carson. And mm-hmm. Carson was, I think he's 10. He was a great trooper. He helped set lines and did all kinds of stuff, unfortunately. Didn't get a fish. They didn't cooperate. Uh, yesterday, I was out with Dan and his son, Sean, and... Uh, Sean was a trooper. He stuck in there. He he didn't get bored. He kept positive attitude, and sure enough, we had a big hit at about 11 o'clock, slammed the planer board. Everything looked good until the fish got off. <laughs> but then I took Drago, came up from Chicago. Drago hasn't been up in, boy, about, about a year. He didn't come at all last year. He came the year before, and Drago... Uh, He's on the road all the time. He's busy. He called me. He says, I got it. I got to take a break. He said, can you go? I said, well, we can do it in the, in the evening. And Drago got a nice pike, and he got his first muskie ever. Oh, yeah? He got a 36-incher last night that really, really, I thought it was a lot bigger when it really fought. So got his first muskie. So uh, congratulations to Drago. He was quite happy about that. That's great. I did, oh, a, yeah. I did a kind deed the other day over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Would you? Would you know, you? over at the shop, the, the guys will take the dead minnows and they'll throw them out and they'll feed like there's bluegills. And usually a bass or two will be hanging around. So the, I well, had to go out there and do something. And I just stepped out, not even on the dock, just looking over a little bit. It's the private side of the docks. And sure enough, there's one down there. There's a bass down there. So we're just sitting there. And then this grandfather and his grandson, Elliot uh, was the grandson. Tom was the grandfather. Uh, they come over, and they're going to rent a boat, okay? And I asked the kid. The kid's maybe, Elliot's about 9 or 10 years old, and I said, hey, you want to catch a bass? And he kind of looks at me, and, and he, yeah, I thought, what is this guy, some kind of weirdo? And I said, no, I'm serious. Do you, would you like to catch a nice bass? But I says, there, you got to throw it back, though. i got to put it back. And the grandfather says, yeah, hey, go for it, Elliot, you know? So he says, okay. So I go in my car, grab a rod, Bring it out, and I said, "Okay, don't. We're not even going to step on the dock, okay? You just flick it out like about five feet into the water there." And I had a a, a yum dinger on it. He flicks it out. That fish was that on like like white on rice. There we go. I was going to say the other one, like flies on you know what, right? But anyway, he no flicks out. Now. That fish is on it, and I said, "Set the hook, Elliot. You got him, you know." And, and I said, "Okay, now walk out on the dock and find him." So he fought it a while. Lifted it up, land, put it on the dock, and so then uh, I asked his grandfather. His grandfather was getting stuff ready for the boat that they were renting, and I said, uh, "I said, hey, you got a camera that that takes pictures?" And he says, "Yeah." So he came over, took 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 a couple pictures of his grandson holding this nice bass, and then he let it go back in the lake. And then he says to me, 
Hey, mister, can I make a few more casts? Yeah, you go right ahead. <laughs> you know, don't help grandpa. Just you stand here and fish, you know. That was quite but nice yeah, that, that was that was cool. You know, the kid had a lot of fun. You know, you, I, maybe you never caught a bass before, you know. I mean, it wasn't a monster. It was maybe like well, a 15-incher. Think you know? about, though, <clears throat> I was talking with a friend about this. Think about when you were a kid. A, at, uh, I remember at a summer camp, this one guy, still remember the kid's name, Todd. Todd caught a 16-inch bass throwing a black and white uh, daredevil off the uh, swim pier at this oh, summer camp on Wood Lake. And boy, was I envious of Todd. That 16-inch bass might have been, you know, mm-hmm. a world record. Remember yeah. how big, of you know, you got a bass, even a 12 or 13-inch, you're used to catching all these bluegills. Yeah, and all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. a 12, 13, 14-inch bass grabs, they fight like crazy on your little tackle. Mm-hmm. You're all fired up. Mm-hmm. So you bought 400 black and white daredevils. <laughs> <laughs> well, just what I did was I decided I'd, I'd try selling them like Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to all my competitors. Yep. 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 <laughs> so now let me ask you, Ron, because I've been going through a few different things here. Now, what type of, uh, and I know you use the Wacky Worm style and all that. What 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 What's the brand that you prefer? Um, well, I actually do use a lot of the Kalen's Wackos. Okay. Yep. I use a lot of the Kalen's stuff. Okay. Um, and um, I rig them a lot of different ways. You know, it it all depends. You know, if I like to use nail weights in them, I like to rig them Texas rigged, mm-hmm. um, and I also like to throw them wacky rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such a, a versatile lure, and it's just amazing. I was out yesterday on a lake I've never been to before. Uh, I was just telling Dan, you know, I was going to head down to Delavan, and uh, believe it or not, I have a fr- uh, my insurance agent's from Arizona too, but he's born and raised here in Elkhorn, mm-hmm. so he just so happened to be up here and asked me, hey, why don't you come on down? We'll go do some fishing. So. We were going to go to Delavan, but you guys obviously have had a lot of rain. They shut that lake down, and uh, he has a home over on uh, that Lauderdale Lakes area. I've mm-hmm. never been there. But uh, we actually went down there, and, and uh, that's what we were actually catching him on, is using a five, uh, five-inch five wacko, uh, mm-hmm. tech, uh, wacky rig, mm-hmm. and throwing it up into the shallow grass pockets. And, mm-hmm. you know, we must have caught about 30 to 40 bass yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, got one three pounder, but a lot of them were little cookie cutters. Sure. I was telling Dan, you know, it, I don't know if it's a place you want to go for trophies, but boy, you talk about a lot of fun. Well, that's um, it's, there's it's a lot of fun. There's a few lakes around the area that are like that that people can go out. Like Browns Lake is a small lake over by Burlington. It's only like 300 acres, but it's like uh, you, you take some kids out there for bass. I mean, they got a 16 inch size limit, and, and if you catch a 16 inch or bigger, that's amazing. But because they're most, they're all of them are like 12 to 15 inches. And uh, the kids, you can catch them all day long, and the kids have a ball there, you know. Yeah. You can really have a f- lot of fun catching them. Well, and I went the, the day before. What today? Are we Saturday? Yeah. So yeah. Thursday, I went up to Big Cedar Lake. I've never been oh, on yeah, that lake. Oh, yeah, Big Cedar, yeah. And I ran up there about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, pulled my mapping up. I didn't have any information, and, uh, you know, I just kind of went through my natural progressions that I go through and had a had a wacky rig wacko on, and I had a, uh, a drop shot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, caught another 30 to 40 bass out there in a matter of four hours. And a nice walleye, a good 19-inch walleye on a drop Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Using a morning dawn uh, robo-worm yeah. out there. And uh, it seemed to uh, catch a lot of fish. I just didn't run a lot yeah. of big fish out yeah. there. Is that it, a big fish lake? Well, you there, guys there are big fish there, there in, in certain areas. Yeah, there are big fish there. But I was going to say that uh, big cedar, yeah, well, you were lucky. You were out there during the day, during the week. Yes. You know, I mean, during the week, excuse me. Big cedar ha- is a great lake for, like, like bass, pike, bluegills, uh, crappies, and walleyes, plenty of walleyes up there too, but it's turned into Delavan Lake North on the weekends. 
It's just, or in the late afternoons, you know. It was busy even on Thursday. Yeah. There must be all the people getting off work because I, I did notice it in the afternoon after yeah, 4 o'clock. Yeah. A lot got, of activity. Yeah, very busy. But on weekends, it's even worse. So it's, I, I haven't been on that lake in a number of years. So, but it's a good lake. There are good fish in it, too, though. Yeah. Now, Pewaukee has a no wake going on it. And actually, Tom, it was beautiful for the fishermen last yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Because a Friday night, normally all of a sudden you'd have rip roaring yeah. around you. It could yeah. become a circus. And it was just beautiful. You yeah. Because it was calm. You know how it can be calm out and it's still rough because mm-hmm. of all the boats racing around you. Well, you know, it sucks. I was at a lake this past last week that I had to, the, the dock, the first part of the dock was underwater. So when we, once when we launched the boat, in, when I had it in the water, I had to unhook it, but I had to stand in like eight to 10 inches of water to unhook it and get it off and then to walk. Go to it. You got to walk through water, and same thing coming back. Yeah, everything's been pretty high lately. Well, you know? I had the same situation, Tom. But I used my cat-like balance to walk on the bumper of my truck, and then the the, the tongue of my trailer, and just walked out there carefully. I just and I did a backflip. <laughs> I just said the, the hell with it. Walked in the I water. Left. I oh, sure. I just said that to hell with it. These shoes will dry. Anyway, we got to go to a break. Now, when we come back, folks, we need a contestant to play the Hornschwaggle. That's where Danny Bush is going to ask you three questions all about the outdoors. And all you have to do is answer two of the three correctly by either saying, that's a Hornschwaggle or that's no Hornschwaggle. And uh, you are going to win a beautiful prize package from Coleman Insect Repellents and uh, Baitmate Fish Attractants. So... Be a caller now, 799-1250. Be the contestant for the Hornschwaggle when we return. We'll be right back with more. back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live and unrehearsed from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studio. And uh, now we have our Hornschwaggle segment. And guys, the uh, topic for today is going to be squirrels. Now, you know I like to hunt squirrels. They're one of my favorite game animals. And also, I you know, I, I think of squirrels every time I see Ron. I knew I this was coming. I think about the time we were on our way to go fishing and he was in such a hurry, he deliberately ran down a squirrel in the middle of the road wouldn't slow down for it and and then once we had it once we had it once it was once you had it drag. disabled and crippled i said let's turn around to dispatch it and ron said no hawk's got to eat too <laughs> so <laughs> i hope that bait mate i hope you know those bait mate folks i bet they got squirrel feeders in the back of there yeah yeah, we've Do been they working, know what you did? Been, we've been working on it for years. <laughs> Maybe you can help us kind of tweak the final design. All right, who do we got for our squirrel questions? Who's on the Hi. line there? This is Matt from Pewaukee. Hey, Matt. Hi, Matt. Okay, so here's how it works. I make a statement. If I'm pulling your leg, you say it's a hornschwaggle. Uh, if I'm telling the truth, it's no hornschwaggle. So here we start. <clears throat> Skew you. Skew U actually stands for Squirrels Unlimited. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? 
I would say Hornschwaggle. That's a no Hornschwaggle. Skew you. I'm a proud oh. member. Yeah, we talk about that every time. I'm like fall. the Wisconsin president yeah. up here of the chapter yeah. Squirrels Unlimited. They're based out of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Look them up on the internet. I'd have lost that one, too. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, let's okay. get to squirrels. Now, there's several species. There's red squirrels, the little little chatterboxes. There's the gray squirrel, which is in your backyard. Then there's the wily, big old fat fox squirrel, which is like a big giant red squirrel on steroids. But actually, when it comes down to aggressiveness, <clears throat> the diminutive red squirrel is the one that tends to chase the grays around. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? I'll say no hornschwaggle. No hornschwaggle, that's right. Yeah. All right. They actually yeah. say that those red squirrels might go for some pretty sensitive parts of the gray squirrels. Hence, they run. The grays get the heck <laughs> yeah. out of there. Well, you know, if they want to, you know, have children someday or little squirrels someday. Okay, um... Next one, <clears throat> cut off a squirrel's tail, and you will affect their balance. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That is a no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Good job. Right. All right. And, you know, another little known fact, guys, about squirrels is that tail also serves as somewhat of a parachute to slow them down if they do miss a branch on the way down yeah. to the ground. Well, yeah. you got fascinating a, facts. Yeah. I wish I had a tail like that. Now, you, we need you to stay on hold because uh, Mitch is going to get your uh, name and address and all that stuff off the air, okay? Oh, oh I got to ask you real quick, Matt. Uh, for your flavor for your bait, mate, what uh, species of fish they got? Walleye, they, uh, they've got pants. Like to try the chapstick one, the one that you can uh, wipe on the lures. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The bite so stick. The bite stick. Okay, we'll get you bite stick. I was using it yesterday on my crankbaits out there. I got to get some more of that myself. And then for your uh, insect repellent, do you want something with DEET or without DEET? That 40% DEET when you guys talk about sounds good. 40% DEET. All right, sounds good, Matt. Uh, they'll I'll fact get that through to them, and you'll get it in a couple weeks, and appreciate you listening. Yeah, stay on oh, hold now, okay? All right, super stay on hold. all the time. Thank you. All right, thanks, Matt. All right, Bye cool. now. Um, as a matter of fact, if you need any uh, of that stuff, any bait mate fish attractants, we have it at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. We have all that stuff for you. Right up on the upper, yep. when you walk in, it's up in the top upper shelf. right. Top <laughs> shelf. Yep. Top shelf. Since, since you guys are on the um, the subject there of the insect repellents, um, have you guys seen the new fiber optic Coleman citronella candle that has come out this uh, last year? No. It, it's incredible. Fiber optic? Yeah. They actually have a candle. looks like a little carry lantern. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can pick them up at just about any of your major retailers now. And there's actually a fiber optic wick that goes down the candle. So when you light it, obviously it's a citronella candle, but it continuously changes from purple to teal to blue to orange to pink. It continuously changes colors, and it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, to have Does that, any... do, do the colors keep the mosquitoes away? Is that it? No, the colors uh-huh. just kind of add some really cool ambiance oh, and a little light show okay, for you. Light show. And it goes at twenty like... twenty five hours. The candle. Candle Sounds lights. like really? something pot smokers would like in their dorm room. Man, to me. I'm telling you, it's a really cool deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been moving like hotcakes. I've been seeing them around, and um, I obviously have quite a few of them myself. Mm-hmm. Right next to the lava lamp, I can stare at that for hours. Yeah, that yeah. sounds. But it keeps mosquitoes away. It does. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a regular citronella candle, but you know, instead of it just being uh, the candle, it's got a really cool fiber optic wick in it. <laughs> you know, when you were here last last year, Ron. You showed me that uh, the little marabou jig that you did well with up on Lake Oneida, New York. Yes. So guess what I went and did? 
You I made went, some. No, I didn't make it. I went and bought what, I mean, $600 I bought worth. No. <laughs> no. Are, you re- are you reselling them now? No, I didn't buy that many. I bought bought a few of them. And uh, and I rigged them. Well, I, 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 had, I bought four of them, and I rigged them different ways, okay? Like one of them I put uh, a, a dark purple uh, a ringworm, you know, a little four-inch ringworm on it, and then I put uh, like a half of a wacky worm on it or whatever. Uh, another one I put uh, a little four-inch salamander mm-hmm. type lizard type thing, you know, and another one I put a uh, little crayfish type deal, you know, chunk on the back. You know, I wanted to see what would work, right? So I had all these four rigged up, and I positioned my, now the one lake, and I'm not going to say where, and John used to hate that. I'd never I'd say Lake X or Lake W or something. But anyway, so, and I knew there were deep water smallies in this place, okay? So what I did was I parked my butt on the shallow side of the deeper drop, okay? And then I cast out in the deeper water, and I just worked it up, worked it up, worked it up. And guess what? It catches fish. It does. I did catch a lot of them, but I caught some fish to say to me, yes, it does work. And I caught a walleye on it, too. Well, it does so, do that. I, I uh... I think that Dan's going to quickly see that's one of the, the rods I'm going to be pulling out today in Green Bay. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. A marabou jig. A yeah. marabou jig. Yeah. You know, I see a marabou jig, and it looks like a whole lot of nothing to me. But in the water? I'm going to show you well, it's a you whole should, lot of something. In the water, it's like it looks like a hula dancer, you know? I like hula dancers. Yeah. And, it, and when you stop it, well, like when you hop it and stop, it kind of like flares out. And it's little tentacles going out. Yeah, look, go looks really good. <laughs> it's, it's a. I'll tell you what, especially up here right now, you guys have the mayfly hatches. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're all over Pewaukee. They're everywhere. You throw out a marabou jig out there as that is falling right now. You know those fish will, especially in clear water. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just smack it. You, you know, you'll cast it on out before it ever hits the bottom. If there's a small mouth in the area, he'll grab it. I was going to use a suic for bass today, but I guess I'll have mm-hmm. to go to those jigs. Yeah, and the only reason I started, you know, parked my butt in shallow and cast it to the deep because a lot of times when you're in the deeper water and you cast to the deep weed line drop-off edge, if you give it too much of a hop, she, like, falls. Wait, you know, she cover, she goes too far down, you know what I mean? You're flicking your wrist too hard there, Tom. Exactly. I'm <laughs> flicking her wrist too hard and it's going too far, so I find it easier to be in the shallow and cast to the deep and then just bring it up. You make a good point, too. You know, you know uh, there is uh, a lot of times a wave fish will position on a point or a reef there are times where doing exactly what you said mm-hmm. instead of casting up and bringing it off bringing it on the upslope will actually uh get you some fish well, well I, I hear about that all the time yeah, yeah. um guys doing it opposite of what you would normally think right shallow dragon right. deep mm-hmm. right right well musky fishermen you know for years have said that if you're, some guys especially that are really meticulous i think i want to say it was dick pearson up in uh, on lake of the woods would attack a weed bed and from several different directions and angles because the fish might be positioned in different ways. So you might think, well, I'll just run it this way and you leave. And you get, so maybe uh, the, the presentation uh, and, and being meticulous and working it more thoroughly will work instead of just gunning off to another spot. It yeah. does. Typically dragging uphill, you know, you can, you'll lose a few more lures, yeah. but it works. Well, that's if you got obstacles in the way, right? <laughs> All right, folks, it is now time for the sports update with Mitch Ross. We will return with the second hour of power with your resident fishologist. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 